Ask the podcast coach for July 20th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, that fun-filled music. That means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over here there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. A uh, allergy morning. I don't know what's going on here. Eyes are scratchy. I'm gonna have to do everything I can not to. You ever you ever had that where you're trying to interview somebody and you're the one that's oh, yeah. distracted with yeah, you know, you're sniffling or you're coughing or your eyes itch or you're just not feeling well. Those are the worst. I mean, it's I, I know interviewing, you're not doing the content, but it's super hard when you're distracted, right? Well, exactly, because you've already got 13 things going on in your head about what questions should I ask next, and you're listening. And then in the meantime, you're like, I can't read my notes because my eyes are watering and that whole nine yards. Uh, <laughs> was, just before the show, I, I was rubbing and they were just, I mean, I was literally crying. And I was like, okay, I got to. I got to figure out how to get this to stop. I can't, I'm spending the next hour and a half with Dave. I can't be crying the whole time I'm on the show. So I went up and splashed some cold water on there. And then I think the trick is just don't, just don't touch it. Like just don't, That's I it. can't touch my eyes. Can't it's touch just it. hard because they're, they itch. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, if you are uh, new to the show, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you happen to be listening on Stitcher, Come over there, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you want to jump into the conversation, it's super easy. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And uh, I was asking Jim, as we're getting ready for the show, I use uh, a program called Trello, where I put in, I go out to Facebook groups and I find questions and such. And I'm like, hey, Jim, uh, you know, do you want access to this this thing? And he was like, no, I like, I like the surprise. And I'm like, okay, because I... Um, I just thought maybe you'd want to know what's happening, but no, I actually like it this way. Well, two, 250 of these yes. or more, I think without ever having access to the show notes. It's funny that I've never asked you, you've <laughs> yeah. never mentioned it to me. We, it, it isn't, it isn't, I, it is kind of nice. I like to go in a little bit cold just because I think my answers are better. If I've kind of thought them through with interviews, I feel like that's kind of stale. So I kind of like not knowing my favorite just a, a a quick fun thing that I saw in an interview, which always, you, you know, the name that I'm going to say, of course, is Larry King. Mm-hmm. And I've been going down a rabbit hole. I just found the Big Bang Theory. I mean, I would watch it every now and then, but now that it's off the air and there was such a hoopla about it, I've been actually watching it on Hulu. And so that led me to YouTube. It's kind of weird because I hadn't done anything about the Big Bang Theory on YouTube just watching it on Hulu. And I went to YouTube and it started suggesting interviews by the Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, that's a little creepy. But my favorite was uh, Larry King referring to Mayhem, whatever her name is, uh, better known as Blossom back in the day, whatever her name is. Her name is Mayam. And and mm. she goes, he said something about uh, blah, blah, blah. And he, she had a book she was promoting. And, uh, and so finally, I think the co-host said it's Mayam. And he goes, it's what? And he goes, and she goes, yeah, it's it's Mayim, it's not Mayim or whatever her name is. And and he and she goes, I just respect you too much. I didn't want to correct you. <laughs> I, hey, we've all had those moments, yeah. right? Or you you think it's one thing, yeah. Um, I, I had a friend. Her name is um, Moira, mm. and I called her Maria for yeah ever, yeah. And you know, and she never, yeah, yeah she never said anything. Yeah, and you're like, like. Okay, why are you letting me embarrass myself for the last year? <laughs> so, but that happens with guests, right? From time yeah. to time, where we get it wrong. We I do international podcasts all the time. We have folks from India, and I really struggle with those names. Really struggle with those names, and it's just hard. You just you got to figure it out. We were talking, so so we're going to keep you out of the Trello system. But you had an interesting idea, and I was like, well, that's that would be kind of interesting. Is you were tinkering with the idea of having some sort of show notes, like your ideas of like, here's what we're going to talk about on home gadget geeks, I'm assuming. Um, And then let the audience actually, would they be able to edit it or just view it? No, I think edit it. We we floated it out for a while. I never really did it, but so create a Google doc and just make it public and allow public edits. And at the beginning of the show, I'd have, I'd have a separate copy of for my own show notes that I'd maybe copy and paste later. But during the show, if, if and this would actually work really well for this show, Dave. Just to be honest, because mm-hmm. we have a great audience. Like no, 
we're not going to get trolls in those in those show notes for the most part. Well, maybe Jason Bryant, but the uh, and um, so make it open. And during the show, people could either there could be like a question section or there could be. But people could help crowdsource kind of the show notes with their links and, you know, whatever, whatever they want to put in there. Um, and I floated it out there and it just never really with my audience, it just really never went anywhere. But I, I thought it was a good idea. My only worry would be is I would take like if somebody added something. I would copy those into something that's not shared because you never know when you're going to get some idiot that says, oh, I'm going to go in and delete them all, you know, and then you're like, oh, we're, oh, we, we lost our show notes. And yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So. No, you run that risk. I, I just don't get the, that kind of audience. Like yeah, that's it. it. Doesn't, and it, I don't think the audience here would, would do no. that either. You know? See, we always assume that there's one jerk in the, <laughs> Well, you know, there is. Well, have you been on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Your audience, in theory, wouldn't. It's the one guy that hates your show. But that even that, because on one hand, you have to make it easy to get to the notes, but that means they have to listen. It's it's one of those things where I think we sometimes, because uh, there's a guy now that's being uh, accused of going around and re- writing a bunch of one star reviews. Have you heard about this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit through the channels. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just kind of like, I think we always think there's that one guy, and I'm like, yeah, but on the other hand, that could be a really good idea. Is so, Apple removing those review- those reviews? I heard, because there were some that were not reviews. They were just one stars. And I, apparently, you could go in and see where it was, you know, 100, yeah. 100 one-star reviews in one day. A bot or something. But can do, we also... Is it is this a hold on before we do this? Is this a podcaster trying to bring other podcasters down? Is yeah. that like to make their own show better? Is that the deal here? I think he's doing it to his competition. Oh my god! And that's where again I go. If you have to go around and ri- write one, think about the time it takes to that. Unless he's hiring oh. somebody from wherever. God, but I'm just like, up. if that a, a that's me. I'm like, how very high school of us, uh, if not junior high, and then B, take that time and make better content. And uh, what's interesting is I'm not going to say the guy's name or the guy's show, but I've heard it. In fact, I I know that show because I use it in a slide I do that explains all of his episodes are like you go to a show in in Apple Podcasts, you'll see the name of the show. Then in his episode, he has the name of the show again, followed by episode 127. And then the next one is name of the show, episode 128. And I'm like, right there, you could get more listeners just by having a better uh, yeah, a better titling. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah th- I love this line. Uh, the host here from my stuttering life hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, yeah that's and, true. And I've it's heard true. this guy Sad. is a is an official jerk. So yeah. uh, but that's, we don't need that. You know, we don't need that in the podcast community. Ninety nine percent. It's great. It's the thing. You know, it's that one percent that decides to do something silly. It's like, come on, we're we're better than this. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of of. You know, having ideas, if you ever want to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash contact, we do have the ability for you to, you know, call in ahead of time. So if you're listening to this and you're in some other country and you're like, oh, I'd go live, but you guys are at four in the morning, so you can't make it, then feel free to uh, either email us or, or go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash contact. And uh, we'll be happy to do that. But the here's the interesting, the big news. We just did a podcaster's roundtable about this. Apple is has is now said to be looking at buying or producing or however you want to put that uh, independent shows. So they're going to in the same way that Spotify has Amy Schumer and these other people, Apple may be throwing money at people to do a podcast on Apple. And so the first question is, do we think it's going to be exclusive? And I don't th- Ray Ortega made a really great point, and it was funny because it was true. He said, well, season one is always exclusive. Season two is always everywhere. And I was like, that's so true because that whole walled garden thing uh, doesn't work. And so I, I don't know. And I guess the other thing, I thought that was a story. It's not. It's a leak. So. I don't know. I think the reason uh, Paul Culligan made a kind of a point, we all kind of shimmied to this direction. Uh, I I used the example of Gary Leland does a show for uh, women's fast pitched softball because he has a sporting goods show. And he told me how he used to spend a hundred thousand dollars 
on Google ads for his sporting goods show. He goes, he doesn't spend any of that now because he is the sponsor of his podcast. And I bet Apple's going to do that. They're going to create some content and then because they're getting ready to whenever release all the the Google TV and the Google all the arcade and all these other services. So I don't know, Jim, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I no, no, I think it'll play out in yeah. a way that will work. I mean, there's so there's enough of these organizations when we think of Spotify and Apple and a few others that are that are trying this and it will work or it won't. And I think the market will determine if they can't make money. These guys are in this for the money. They're not in it for the love of podcasting. You know, it's like, well, let's just do it, even though it's a money loser. Um, they're not going to do that. And so I think it'll work or it won't. I don't think exclusivity is the enemy at this point. If it's good content, and by the way, I mean, podcasters need money to create content. If we can get Apple to pony up, I mean, those guys have so much money. That's it. If they get, if we could separate a little bit of money from Apple and get it towards podcasters to get better produced content and it becomes exclusive. Now, and there's a paywall. Again, it's creating, it's, it's, it's raising the quality of podcasting overall. Will it wipe out or will it kind of affect the small independent podcaster? Yeah, maybe as things get better. And if we don't pick up our quality, the, the problem is that takes money. So oftentimes money or time in which, which we don't as independent podcasters, we often don't have the time to do that. So I get the tension. Like when we hear about these kinds of things and then, you know, the kind of the, we, we go back to the early days of podcasting. I know advertising and the yeah. roots, you know, it's my art, man. <laughs> I need to, I need to say that better than you do, but <laughs> it's my uh, art, man. Come on. I know yeah. it's, I, so I, I, um, I, it's hard to be against it as a, you know, I'm independent on one side and then I have a, I have a fully funded, you know, podcast of podcast network at Gallup, which is, does really well. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Don't I'll know. be interested yeah. to see. I, I don't think it's going to be, I'll be interested to see who they get. Cause I think what this probably means is they're either a going to throw a bunch of money at a celebrity or if I'm Apple, I, I need to create content that attracts people that like the services that I'm putting yeah. out or the hardware that I make. And so that could be a tech show, but I'm like, really? Do we need another tech show? I'm like, mm. so we could use a few good tech shows, just yeah. to be honest. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. So that should be uh, coming from a guy who does a tech show. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to to see. Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen, but we we now have our eyes peeled. So we do have another question in the the chat room here. Squadcast announced version two. And I've already seen it. And uh, I'm very excited. And I'm going to switch to Zoom to Squadcast for my remote interviews. What are my thoughts? I love it. Here's what they did. Version two, uh, well, kind of like we are now. Jim and I are now widescreen. Uh, version one of Squadcast, you had an image, I'm going to say about two inches wide at the top. So you could see the person's face. They're very, very tiny. But it helped aid communication. So I could kind of tell if they were done with a question. You had, you had, uh, it's a different form of communication. So yeah. you can tell if somebody's happy or sad or whatever. And that's what it was there for. What they've done is they've now gone from having this little image to this. Like everybody's big now in version two. It's, it's like two big giant squares. So that is much, much better. So you might have to shower now if you're using a uh, squad cast. The other oh, thing sure. they're doing. And I think this is brilliant because there are those people that don't do a lot of interviews, but they do interviews every now and then. And so the $20 a month, they're like, mm, it sounds great. I love the fact that it you know, records both sides and everything like that. But 20 bucks a month when I'm only doing maybe one interview, you know, that gets a little pricey. So what they're going to roll out is a plan where you buy time. Like I need, you know, an hour or I need an hour and a half of time. You can buy the time and then just apply it. So that way, if you do an interview every two months, instead of paying $20, $20, it's like here, it's X amount. And I forget what the, the dollar amount was, but I thought that's really cool because what that will do is in theory, right? I'm thinking it's going to get people in the door. It's going to get people used to using their system. And they may find out that after a while, instead of doing one interview, they do three interviews a month or however many, and then they'll just upgrade to the, eventually it will become, it will make more sense to go on the $20 a month plan. But I think it's cool because that way the uh, 
hurdle of twenty dollars a month is is somewhat being uh, removed. So that should be should be fun. Five dollars an hour uh, is what he's saying. So that's what I thought it was. So that's that's what it costs to use Squadcast. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. The dabble option is five dollars an hour. So if you need two hours because you're going to do an hour long interview, it's ten bucks. So instead of spending ten dollars or twenty dollars a month, you're spending ten to dabble. I just use this. So <laughs> if you're going to record, I. Is, is Squadcast audio any better than YouTube Live video yeah. audio? What it does, Squadcast records things locally. Oh, okay. That's so right. it records. So that way, if I'm talking and all the, you will get a copy of my audio where I don't sound like Bugs Bunny on Poison. Right. right. So that that's the uh, the cool thing. We got bit by the Zoom uh, bug uh, oh, did at, at work where we recorded in 3200 or it's 3200 right that's the that's the um zoom recording is that what steve said and the, all, all all our other stuff's at 44 one and yeah. the editor went to go put him and he didn't know this and and he our editor is also part of our recorder he, he's just new to podcasting and doing this kind of stuff and so he sends me a note he's like hey these audio files don't line up. Like mm. I'm having to do all these micro edits because they did, they don't line up in the, in the editor. Mm. And I'm like, what did you do? He's like, well, I recorded one on hangouts and one on zoom on their end. And I was like, Oh, yikes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There's the, there's the zoom problem that they're not and they're They are really downscaling and compressing that audio as we took, I took a look at it. I'm like, well, since I talk about this, I should probably maybe dig in a little bit on this thing. And seeing the wave files in the, sample rate and some of those other things that they're it's like oh yeah it's not they're doing some you can turn it off in the version that we have you can kind of turn that some of that off so you get the original recording stuff but i was it it happened to us it was one of those like oh yeah i see what steve stewart's talking about now okay i understand i actually thought about because i'm paying 25 dollars for Streamyard. i'm spending 15 dollars a month on zoom if i went zoom webinar it's 40 dollars a month and I was like, hmm. And the, the interesting thing about Zoom webinar is if you wanted to, and I this is how I stumbled across it. I'm working on the new version of more podcast money. And one of the things is about live events. And I, you know, there's a thing that just went out with a bunch of people that, you know, um, this American life and our whatever, the insert big name here. And it's anywhere from $117 a ticket to uh, like $40 a ticket. And I said, well, what if you don't, what if you can't sell out a theater? What are you going to do? And you want to try this. Well, you just, you get Zoom for a month. It's $40 a month for their webinar and it integrates with PayPal. So you can actually sell tickets to your event. And granted, you may not get, you know, 500 people coming, but if you had two people come to your little live event, you just paid for Zoom. If you get three, you're up 20 bucks and then you take that recording and sell it later, assuming that you're putting some sort of value in there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Anytime I end up recording somebody in zoom. I always slap on some sort of other recording just to get it, you know, just to have that backup. So, but this, this is Streamyard. is we, I, I love it. Yeah. We, that's I, me. Now I that I've been doing it, I've, we, I've got access to zoom webinar at work and I'm like, well, no, nah, I love the feature. Every time I show somebody that ability to bring in the chat, like that's a game changer. That's They're it like, for me. And I'm like, wow, that's super cool. If it did this, uh, I would, I would think about it, but it doesn't, but this is uh, from my good buddy bangs. The issue with the Apple thing is they run the podcast directory. That's it. Will it screw with the directory API? Well, Daniel mentioned this last night since it's Apple's API. Uh, and of course, Daniel's much more technical than, than I am. Um, he said, basically probably with a bunch of code, you can just say, don't put this show in the API and it stops it from going out to uh to the rest of the world uh, to me and, and and ray made this point too this is more news in the podcasting space that doesn't really have anything to do with the average indie podcast we don't besides sure. the fact that hopefully it brings in more stuff you know more people more people listening uh i heard that when the new version of ios comes out the little purple icon is going to be back on the front page to me that might bring in more people than having Will Smith start a podcast. You know, yeah, I'm like, for sure, for sure. Because I was trying to think about that last night. Who is a big star? Because to me, it'd be Will Smith. Have you ever seen Will Smith stuff on Instagram? Mm-mm. He is a wise man. He has some yeah. really good, like, just. He's a good guy. Just uh, stand up for yourself and believe in yourself, and but not so much uh, if you think about it, it will come kind of stuff. Just like he had a really cool thing about uh, accepting blame. 
Like sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes you got to look at yourself and go, yeah, that was, that was my problem. So that was one guy I would like, I wouldn't mind hearing a Will Smith podcast, but I'll be, I'll be interested to see what they, uh, what they do with that. Um, I really need a jingle for this. Uh, like Jim gets his geek on or something like that. Um, here is the question from Tommy Z. Uh, had a deep thought as I start to get the itch to join the podcasting family. So this guy doesn't have a podcast yet. As a proud Apple fan, is it easier to get a MacBook to do a podcast with, or can you cross over to the Microsoft Windows slash Surface side? Uh, baby steps, would love to monetize, but I also want to keep things as simple as possible at the start. As long as the gear records the sound and uh, wait, as long as the gear records and the sound editing comes off reasonably well, I'm flexible. So he's trying to figure out what he needs to hardwide hard. Yeah. My mouth doesn't want to work this morning. Hardware wise. I understand. Yeah. Halfway halfway through the show. I I think you got to go first with what you're most comfortable with. So what, whether it's Mac or, or, um, uh, windows, if whatever environment you're most careful, you're most comfortable in. And I think second, it's like a, what are the hardware requirements? So if you have a really old Mac, but, like you're going to struggle just like if you have a really old windows computer. So <laughs> if there's an old Mac, don't get special dispensation just because they're old. You know, you got to make sure your hardware is there. So either, I think we're at parity just to be honest between those two platforms, there's no one clear winner on, on an OS for podcasting um, gear matters. You're going to pay an Apple tax. You know that. So if you're buying <laughs> something new, you're going to pay, you're going to pay for it. Now, that being said, like if I built a Windows computer, just hardware, let's just talk hardware for a second. If I built a Windows computer that had the same specs as a Mac, it would be nearly the same price. Like mm. there's, you know, the deal is, I think thing on the Mac side is they're like, hey, we're going to build it so you don't come back and complain. Where, you know, um, Microsoft left the channel wide open and said, hey, any PC maker can basically make anything they want. And they drove the prices to the bottom. Well, people see those the price of those Windows PCs at 400, 500 bucks. And then, then they look at something that's 1200 and they go, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like that's super expensive. Or on the Mac side, it just starts at 1200. There is no cheaper option. Yeah, right? that's it. You don't get those kinds of choices. So if you're, if you already have existing equipment and it's working and it's within a couple years old, just go with that. I wouldn't switch to Windows just to go podcasting. If it, you know, so. Is the is the surface in terms of input and output not any different than your any other laptop? I just know the surface you can flip it around and it becomes kind of a tablet and yeah, it's no it's no different. It's just a reference design from Microsoft to say, hey, here's a cool way to make something. Now go copy this, right? And a lot and a lot of folks have. No, I, I wouldn't say a surface is any better. In fact, in some cases they're worse. And so I wouldn't, you know, they're trying to jam a ton of things like that. The surface book has this weird design where you can disconnect the screen and the bottom actually has the keyboard and a dedicated GPU, which is kind of cool, but windows has struggled with that disconnect thing. And then you're like, okay, why would you do that? If you're going to introduce problems, just buy something that works. So the surface line, and listen, I was a Microsoft MVP for a lot of years. I have a surface that's sitting right here. Um, I, I like it. It's a PC, but it's just like any other PC. What I think a lot of people don't realize, a lot of podcasters don't realize, is they get uh, if they if you want power, you don't go with a laptop. Like, yeah. you you really need to you really need to buy a desktop process because the processors are different, right? On these on these mobile devices like laptops, they may have mobile CPUs on them, and they're not as powerful. And and so if you if you're going for raw power or memory or hard disk space. You really should have a desktop. Now, a lot of people don't like that because they want to be, I want to be portable and go around and do podcasts everywhere I can. Well, okay, then you're going to have to have a laptop and you're going to have to overbuy the CPU to kind of make it work for you. And you're going to spend a little bit of money on an Ultrabook to get that done. So be ready to spend a little there. You're not going to do this on a $400 laptop. I hate to, no. hate to break that to you. If you have a four, Dave, you've had a $400. I had a $400 laptop. Doesn't work. No. Yeah. Oh, it works. You just, you know, go uh, turn your computer on and then take a shower. It might be ready by the time uh, you get back. Uh, Bang says in the chat room, ASI, ASIO drivers are the biggest issue on Windows for software, Audacity, Hindenburg, or, or cross-platform. Yeah, yeah I, that's one of the things I love about Hindenburg because uh, ASIO drivers, I'm using one right now. 
uh, in uh, when I go into Hindenburg. If I wanted to hear Channel Three out of the Mix Pre Six, I just click a little checkbox and we're we're good to go. Put and, Ross's comment up there too, yeah, real quick, um, because. And go ahead. Well, yeah, Ross says Streamyard now has the option to disable audio processing. It uh, and it, prod, it broadcasts in higher quality. Only tested it briefly and couldn't dial it in right with my guest. It's a good idea and aimed at podcasters. So what is it saying then? It's it's turning off. Yeah, so it has processing to stop crosstalk. Uh, so when when if because they know most people aren't going to come in with earbuds, and so they're doing that whole you know they're kind of doing some ducking and some processing. So if the echo is in there, there's echo cancellation and some of those kinds of things. They're also stepping it down a smidge so that if people have bandwidth issues, they don't affect the audio, right? They allow you to take that off. I, I'm gonna. I, that's a really. I mean, that's a that's a great feature for us. I don't know if I do it just yet. Like they're still they still need to work on the on the code, getting that 100 percent right. But in our case, we don't need any of that. We have earbuds. We got great microphones. We have process audio. We want the raw, you know, the raw file that comes along, or the, or the raw audio that comes along with it. So I think that's big for Streamyard. The other thing I'd love to see Streamyard do is give us some more um, deans. So, like, you can make yourself big and me small, but you yeah. can't do it the other way around. Yeah, the only way I could do that is if I wanted to make you big would be to do this and take me. Where you just dropped out. Yeah, and then put me back in. And that's no. a little spooky. You don't want to go, like, accidentally, oops, I completely removed myself from the no. thing. No. Yeah, no. I wish there was one to make make the guy on the right big. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I, I, I select somebody down below, like we're yeah. in, in the, you know, the boxes down below and say, make them full screen. That gets us back to more of that Google Hangouts uh, mm-hmm. look. And so I, it's got to be coming. I don't know, Ross, you've got a lot of pull over there at StreamYard. You and, you and Miss Eileen tell those guys to get that scene in there where, yeah. uh, that where we can do that. I did, uh, what did I do? I did the podcasters. No, I did that on Zoom. I did, uh, podcast review show so it's me eric and then we had uh uh two people from beer with an engineer and i did it via zoom in theory i probably should have done it via Streamyard, but even that i i had one setting in zoom and it was like you know just weird nobody was that big you couldn't and i, I would have loved the ability to to say hey while they're talking you know that's why i like the google hangout thing it, it did a good job of automatic camera switching so but uh, yeah, and everybody says when I did that, when I dropped out, your audio quality took a dive. Well, we all, I, you, you got bad. I got bad. I saw the thing. It should, it should be back now. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. So but yeah, it's that's jarring. <laughs> yeah. What you did was super jarring. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Just please, please don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what's What's amazing about that though is you dropped out and you we didn't the stream didn't stop. Yeah. So that's in Hangouts. That's the, that's the end of the game. Case. Yeah, you're done. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> if the broad, the one that started the broadcast is the one that drops out. I always created a separate PC that was a separate broadcast server just in case that happened, so I wouldn't lose the broadcast. But um, it, it, yeah. So I'd love to see some new scenes come to Streamyard. Yeah. Um, I bought the ten dollar. No, that was that's uh, that's not. I didn't do that here. I get, I get Otter and Streamyard mixed <laughs> up. I, I started them yeah. both at the same time. Ross says, when I'm using an SM7B and my guest has a Yeti and types on the keyboard while I'm speaking, it sometimes thinks the other person is the primary speaker. That right there alone, typing with a Yeti is just, no. Uh, Shutting off processing, he says, is going to end that issue. Well, that's good. Typing with these, if your keyboard is a clicky-clack loud thing, you know, people don't realize it. It just sounds like they are running on their keyboard. You know, you're like, um, could you not do that? We, yeah. the Apple keyboards, the original Apple keyboards are by far, I think the best podcasting keyboards that are out there. You know, the little chiclet ones, the older ones that came yeah. with it, they are great, both wireless or wired. Um, you cannot hear them. And I've, I have them in every studio I'm in just cause you can't, you can't hear anybody typing on them regardless of the. Yeah. Banks says, doesn't hangouts last five minutes if the creator drops. I don't think so anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's going away, so it doesn't. Yeah, really I'm going to say whatever it does, it doesn't. August first. Yeah. Did we talk? Did you? Do we say that here? Did you say August first? Yeah. August first. Okay. So and and Ray is in the same camp that I am. Ray Ortega from Podcasters Roundtable is like, wait, I I think we're still going to be able to do broadcast. We're just not going to be able to go into YouTube and say do live event or whatever they 
you know, I think it's going to be more like this. I think we'll be able to tap into it via StreamYard or some other, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll all see August 1st. I mean, that's uh, 13, whatever, 12 days away. Yeah, it's coming up. The great thing about what where we're at today is that YouTube Live is doing, you know, the, the problem with Blab and those kinds of things is they were trying to host everything. The, the beauty of StreamYard is they're really not hosting the broadcast piece. Right. We're using YouTube for that. And, and it's using WebRTC to connect us and put these things together. And that's just going to continue to get better. So I think we're finally on track for the right thing where we have the connection being done via a browser and no plugins anymore. Dave, I, I can't. This is so StreamYard. I've sent it. You know, I've done dozens of interviews now on it at work. Nobody says, oh, I, don't, I can't figure this out. You know, yeah. Um, they're like, oh, here, here I am. They pop in the chat room, or they pop into the stream down below, and you. It's funny. You see them looking around. You know, they're trying to figure some things out, and like, how do I get in this thing? Who, you know, and then I let them in, and it just connects. It works really well. If they have problems, they can go up to the up to the browser and control it that way, or the settings down below to control Zoom. It is horrendous on that. I hate Zoom because I'm always like the bottom left-hand corner. If you click on the little up arrow immediately to the right where it says mute, click on that and you can choose and you see them going what? And the other thing is the weird Zoom window. I'm constantly having somebody will click on another window and Zoom goes away. Like it, like they've somehow multitasked and it's the first time they've ever done that. And they'll be like, wait, I lost you. Where'd you go? And I'm like, oh, down at the bottom, click on the Zoom button. It's kind of that thing again where it's not, I don't think it's a browser. I haven't been on that end of. Uh, no, they're a plugin. Yeah. They're, still, they're, a, they're a plugin and they suffer from the same thing that Skype suffers from. And, and some of those other ones is there's too many options. Like it's, it's a menu overload. You get in there and you're like, oh, uh, wh- where do I go? What do I yeah. need to do? I hope StreamYard doesn't go that route. Like I know we need to add some functionality to it, but it's so good and so simple. Like, I wish they. I wish at that point they went and monkey with it. Make my guest experience drop dead simple, or let me control the guest experience. That that may be one of those things where if I could get a little bit of control over the guest's audio or the the guest's video, either bring it up or take it down for the guest. Dave, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I interview just non technical people. Oh, and it's There's brutal. Nothing more frustrating, right? Yeah, I interviewed somebody for my weight loss show. And God bless her. She made it work. She's uh, she does an RV 24 seven. She's just traveling around the world and she was out in the middle of the desert in an RV. So as you might imagine, she had her air conditioning on. Now she had a noise gate. So every time she stopped, it was quiet. But every time she talked in the background, it was whoosh, and I'm just sitting there talking, thinking, what am I going to do with this piece of crap? Not the person, though. The, the well, you got to stop when you're yeah. you, you got to stop that thing before it even starts. Yeah. I was right? just like you, you do an audio check and you're like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Like yeah. it's you're going to sound awful and you're going to hate it. So let's how do we get you to Starbucks or how do we yeah. how do we get you someplace else? Or let's do this at a time you don't live in the desert with an air conditioning that, that's yeah. running. You know, full stop. But hey, you know who knows how to record uh, in the desert properly? Our awesome subscribers. Our awesome subscribers. If we, uh, if I do this, there we go. Because I want to use the, oh, see, that's even cool. I didn't have to choose this slide. It automatically put it up there. So we're talking about awesome people like uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness. Glenn the Geek Hebert. Um, don't be boring. Uh, over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Rivers at PodcastingExperiments.com. Max Trescott up in the skies at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Uh, Carrie Bond, or Bond, Carrie Bond at uh, keywestperspective.com slash podcast. My buddy Ronsley down in Australia at uh, Amplify Media Group. You can find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White uh, down in Carolina. Find him at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. Kim Kradji over at Toastmasters101.net. So if you want to get your Toastmasters on, uh, check that out. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And thanks to everyone who's been helping to uh, support the show. I almost clicked on leave the show. Almost. There's a button at the bottom. I saw the X. I'm like, oh, that's not it. Don't do that. Uh, Stop. Yeah. StreamYard 2, a vanity URL where it was... That would be now it doesn't work that way because you're going to Google Hangouts, but right. 
that'd be another cool thing. Or if, if I wonder if, like, it would be great if YouTube now could would give me a live page that had a standard URL and it would do whatever. Because this is where I'm struggling. Um, I'm moving from coaching.gallup.com slash live. That whole site is going away. And I don't have as nice of access to the Gallup CMS as I do through, because we're on Blogger and now we're moving into our own custom CMS. And I don't have that ability to go in and change that page, a live page all the time. And so I've been kind of thinking through like, okay, what's the right way to do this now when my YouTube link for live is changing all the time? Where do I put that so my listeners know where to go? And so I've, I've got a little dilemma when, I'm, when you're not on WordPress or you don't have access to the CMS to be able to update that YouTube code. So I'm open, I'm open to suggestions on that. Maybe that's a question I'll bring into the, this is how do I, without having access to a live page, doing things the way we do them where you're creating YouTube videos or streaming on YouTube and that URL is changing all the time. What's the best way to do this to keep my customers or keep my listeners coming so they know where to go when we do a podcast. How do you do it now? So today I have coaching.gallup.com slash live on blogger. So I log in to the page and I insert the YouTube link, you know, the YouTube URL in there. And then I tell everybody, just come to coaching.gallup.com slash live. That's moving. All that content is moving and we're going to shut down that coaching site. And it's going to gallup.com. I don't have the ability to go into gallup.com and change a live page anymore. So kind of need to figure something outside the system. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Daniel says, can you make a 307 redirect? Well, we're going to, um, yes, but I, I, I'd love a vanity URL uh, on somewhere that gives me the ability to, you know, another, another place to have a site where I can, and I, I really want to send them to the YouTube page directly. Like, are yeah. who's listening? Everybody listening today, they're not listening on StreamYard. They're listening on YouTube. Yeah, Mike and says so, he thinks there is one. Well, there's a static you. Oh, static live URL. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to go. Maybe I'll have to go find that. I didn't realize there was one for live. Yeah. The other thing, if it's static, then then I can take. I can make. What I would do is gallop.com/slash live. How cool would that be? And redirect that to whatever whatever that static one is. Yeah. You, you wouldn't do this in your case, but if I knew somebody that had a tight budget and they want to do redirects, uh, hover.com, if you buy your URL through mm-hmm. hover.com, they allow mm-hmm. you to add a ton of redirects behind the scenes. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's like Daniel said, a three Oh seven or something like that. Yeah. But um, so that should be, that's another option uh, because I was like, cause I saw where Emily, uh, Emily, Prokop for the story behind podcast. She has a bunch of things like the story behind podcast or the story behind. I don't know where you were out. The story behind podcast, I think is her thing. Yeah. Cause it's not the story behind. Um, and, but she'd have like slash book slash newsletter. And I'm like, wait, how are you doing that? Cause she's using a Libsyn page and she goes, Oh, in, in hover, you can add these little extra slash whatever. So yeah. Um, and I don't have access to those. Yeah. I'm going to say so, that wouldn't work in your case. Yeah. Um, Daniel says YouTube static, YouTube live URL only worked for a quick streams previously, but maybe they changed that. So we'll have to, yeah, it was so nice. I'm going to have to, I got two months to figure it out. Um, and it was so nice to have, a a static landing page. I'll talk to the, I'll talk to the tech guys and say, Hey, how do I get this? And what's the easiest way to redirect, you know, to send redirects in there. Yeah, Ross says go into uh, the new creator studio for the record, and it's not because I'm human and we hate change. I hate. Here's what I used to do. I, I literally like the the video side of Ask the Podcast Coach has doubled because I used to be able to go in, find it, put a split where we go into post show, and delete it, and it would go, "Hey, do you want to save this as a new file?" And I'd go. Yes, please. And I would end up with the 60 minute version and the 90 minute version. And there's a weird trim feature that I can go in and trim, but it doesn't do. I've never been able to figure it out. I actually one Saturday went through a bunch of rabbit holes on YouTube. I'm like, surely there's a way to do that. So now I have to download it, trim off the last 30 minutes and then upload it again. And I'm like, F you, YouTube. I'm like, geez, what the heck? So it's and ugly. I've, and it, it's and, ugly. And I've yeah. now said, you know, I'll be like, take me to the old version. 
And they're like, well, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, I'm trying to do this that you took away. I can't find it. So, um, yeah, so it's, I, I'm not, I, I understand. I heard, I think it was Miss Eileen interviewed some big shot YouTube smarty pants guy from actual Google. And he was saying, yeah, the, the back end of the, whatever it is, the YouTube, you know, that manages your channel is old and decrepit and they need to get rid of it. And I'm like, okay, but you know, typically customers do not like it when you take away something that existed before and it doesn't exist, you know, in the new thing. That's usually not a good way. That's a good way to make your customers just a smidge upset. So today you can go back to the classic studio pretty easy, right? Yeah. Bottom left-hand corner, go back to the classic. Yeah. I wonder how long before that disappears and they keep, you only have a new creator studio available on YouTube. It's it's messy and it's kind of designed for a phone. And mm. like, so uh, on the desktop, it's a little jankety. I just, I don't know. I, it's okay. I just like when I record a video live um, and then in the evening, so we're done. Say I've done um, Home Gadget Geeks. It's Thursday night. I wait till about 11 and then that thing's done rendering and I try to download it, put it in the editor, start the process. I try to get some things done Thursday night to get ahead of the game on the video and audio processing, I got to get a dump to a phonic and some of those kinds of things. So um, I wait for the HD symbol to, on, the, on the old studio. I wait for the, H, the finished processing and the HD button to show up. I can't figure out where that is in the new, like in the new creator studio. Like, so I have to keep going back to the old one to wait for that HD symbol to show up. It's just those things. And I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure they put See, that that's it. somewhere. And then you start that. clicking around and yeah, Mike says, I hate the new studio. It's yeah. not a case of just humans hate change. It's like, that's no, bad UI. Everybody hates it. And yeah. like I said, I, I found a thing where I could trim stuff, but then I couldn't get it to trim. Like I would, I would highlight it and I'd put in splits and stuff. And I'm like, okay, now how do I make that part go away? And I was like, there's no go save chain, nothing. So. No. It was. Uh, it got bigger. That, that that's the thing. The UI got bigger on us, yeah. and it used to be so efficient and condensed, and it looked great in a browser, yeah. and it was easy to use. This new Creator Studio, it it feels big, and that's why I'm thinking like it's it must be mobile first because it's all big and bulky and clunky, and you know you're like, like why did you need to use this much space for three things? <laughs> You know, in the when you're in the interface, it's just ugly. So I have to look at it on my phone. Maybe that's really maybe they're trying to go more to be more phone. A lot of YouTubers are just making stuff on their phone and just you know they don't even have a PC. So yeah. maybe that's where they're going. They're going to town. Brian Bots, uh, he basically in Facebook said, "Why do I not see any of my podcast stats showing inside iTunes or take your pit your pick Podcast Connect or iTunes Connect? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's got the." Uh, the wrong address. I think they both lead to the same thing. And I replied to him. I said, I don't know. I've asked Apple numerous times, like, what is the magic number? Cause sometimes you'll just log in and it's like, not enough data. Sorry, no numbers for you. And you're like, okay, like what are the numbers then? Like, is it less than a hundred that you don't get numbers or less than whatever? Uh, so it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing that's confusing. On the Apple side, if we go back to Google, Ross says it's so confusing talking about the uh, the new studio over there because there are only some things you can do in the new studio and some that only work in the old one. Yep, that's me. Trim. Trim and save as a new thing is something I can only do in the old version of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our, our friend, the covert nerd, says mobile is the future. Young people are becoming more and more mobile only, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. in other countries. So... Um, yeah, no, I, and I believe that I, it, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, but that being said, um, it's, it's still, it's an ugly desktop application if you're trying to, and, and there's still, you know, there are still 2 billion desktops out there. So, you know, you kind of go, yeah. uh, and I don't know, I, again, I sound like the old guy, right? Get off my lawn. <laughs> Scott says the obvious goal, uh, is to, to give us the maximum flexibility while making the UI simple. And that's that's true. How do I make it super flexible and yet easy to and complicated? Use? Yeah. Like it's a complicated thing. All these features that we want on YouTube to be able to do these things, we want them all. We want the simple UI, but we they need to do complex things. That's genius to make actually make that work right. Like I don't think that just happens when developers get together and start coding. 
it takes a little bit of genius, I think, to figure out that UI and, and that user experience. So Yeah. This I thought would be a fun one. Uh, let me put a link if you're on Facebook. Um, in fact, I should probably go out here now. Somebody asked, what are the common phrases in podcasting? Uh, and so unless they removed the, uh, yeah. So tell me about yourself. Uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe taking it to the next level. Jim, do you have any that, uh, that you hear a lot of? Hmm. Well, it's always, you know, on YouTube, it's always smash that. Oh yeah. Smash that that bell. You know, hit that thing down below and, and get it done. I, I don't, I, I don't think those are bad though. No. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for joining us until next time. Uh, Chris Holofield from I am salt Lake says this episode of the podcast is brought to you by, um, awesome. Uh, that's well, what, we talked about that. Super yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kim says amazing. A lot of people it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's guest yeah. needs no introduction. Um, Mario says the one that I constantly that he uses in this case is let let me ask you this. And so I, I think he's talking about his, his own uh, crutch words there. Scott Johnson from uh, num- a number of shows. I was listening to him this morning. Um, it's how, how I should grab my phone. What was it like? Um, and he's interviewing some guy that ate uh, people's feet. Like they somehow legally ate human fret, flesh. It's a very weird. Yeah. And that's the whole point of Scott's show. It's like, he's has all these people that do really weird stuff. Um, so Scott says, and don't forget to rate and review us because that helps us get found by more listeners for the record. That is so not true. That drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. yeah they uh, can say it though. Yeah. Um, covert nerd says super. So yeah, that's by enough. the way, it take, if you say super a lot, take that and beep it in your, in your uh, podcast <laughs> and it will sound like you are cursing <laughs> all the time. Cause Super, we use super instead of the F word, right? Like those two words, you're either saying super or you're saying the F word. That's, that's the, those are the two. So if you want to, if you want to make a funny outtake, say super a whole bunch and then just beep it and it will sound like you are yeah. cursing like a sailor. Have you ever heard, um, Jimmy Kimmel used to do it. It was something like un, unneeded something. <laughs> and he would take things that weren't dirty but bleep them out and it made yes. them sound like they were filthy. It was hilarious. Hilarious. It is. It is. Out. That's a fun outtake to do. If you've got somebody who's ranting and they're not cursing, take out a few of the words in there and it will, anytime they're describing something or they're putting a descriptor in front of another word, just bleep it out. And it sounds super fun. Yeah. Unnecessary, un, unnecessary, unnecessary censorship. Censor. Yeah. So easy to say. Uh, Jason said, yeah. these ratings and re- reviews help us move up the charts, which of course it doesn't. Um, you know, uh, Bang says, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to connect three Yetis. That's when I just, <laughs> that's when I just go, no, be careful. A singularity will start and a black hole begins that's, in that spot. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Jason says, uh, <laughs> what if I say home gadget geeks is super bleeping cool? Yeah. 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 So, I, I, you can say that anytime you want, Jason. I'm, I'm perfectly, um, I had a, I had one of our interns this summer go through and put end cards on all of our, so we have this theme Thursday podcast at Gallup that we do. And we've done a 30 time, 34 times four, whatever that ends up being 120 something. And I, so she went back in and did all those. And at the end of every show I say, and with that, I'll say goodbye, everybody. And I say it in the same cadence in uh-huh. the same way every time. And I told her that's when I say that. And with that, Goodbye, everybody. Um, that's the that's her clue. Like that's definitely going to be the end for sure. And she so then every time she saw me for the end of the summer, I'd walk as, as I was leaving the meeting. She'd be she'd go. And with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized something in maybe it's in in squat. Maybe you can do this in Google. But uh, our uh, Addy Saucedo says um, this one happens a lot and it's funny too. But the the thing is in in. Um, I don't know if on Google, can you click that Google. link? Because oh, no, I it's can't. Not, it's not clickable, but yeah. you can copy paste yeah, it. Yeah, we can. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's one of those things that's just funny. If I Let me see if there's any other fun ones here. Um, so that's a good one. That's that's a great. It, the, the, it, so is the new yeah. You know, well, s- Emily made a whole bingo card for Home Gadget Geeks. Right. Uh, you know, from that perspective, when we think of... 
you know, those are things I say all the time when I'm when I'm doing things. Now, you always have this person, too. I'd say there are none. Podcasting for me is about being real. Real talk, man. It's art. Um, real conversations. <laughs> of course, we should improve our communication skills and not have fillers. But as long as you talk about what you're interested in, you're good. Ooh, let's bring up that topic. There is a an interesting, it's kind of clickbaity type of, uh, oh, I got to find it. Yes, it's a New York Times article. So that's interesting that A, there's a New York Times article. This is weird because I'm now putting links in the chat room realizing that they can't click on them. Um, but it's this New York Times article basically well, saying. That, that one's clickable. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Saying that there are, um, there are too many podcasts. And my favorite oh, yeah. line in it, because it's kind of clickbaity because what they basically say is uh, they're kind of hinting that maybe there aren't enough good podcasts. And so there's some great quotes in here from uh, Jordan Harbinger, who I'm a big fan of. And they say for the last years, Mr. Harbinger has given a talk titled for the love of God, please don't start another podcast. Uh, It's sort of tongue in cheek. Obviously he said, I love podcasting. The more shows in the mix, the better, as long as they're done by someone who actually cares and isn't just trying to get a piece of the pie. What needs to be created, he said, is a real conversation that will benefit the audience, not the host. And I went, hmm, interesting. Because uh, there are times, if you think about it, that uh, I know people that do shows and they don't care about their audience. They don't care. What they care about is I get to talk to people that I have no business talking to. But even with that, if you want people to listen, I don't know. I guess if if that's your goal, do you care that your show is boring? If in the end, I get to listen, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there, like (laughs) if, if you're boring, I, you won't get listeners. I don't, I think we, we worry too much about people being boring. Let's just let the, the natural processes, you know, evolution will take care of itself in podcasting. It's just, it just will. And I don't think we should worry about who's boring and who's not. If you want a podcast, you say this all the time, Dave, if you want a podcast, just do it. You don't have to, you can you know, break the rules, be a boring podcast and break the rules, right? If that's what you want to do, you can absolutely do it. I was just looking at this article. We, we turned down this, right? They were going to interview us in mm. here as well. And we turned that down, right? We, we were too good for the New York Times. <laughs> they, they called you, right? They, they called me. Call me. And I said, I don't know. I think they called me and I'm like, I don't know. Dave and I were pretty busy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm reading this book called So You Want to Start a Podcast by Kristen Meisner. It comes out on August 6th. And that's, um, it's funny when you have to drink your own Kool-Aid because I did that whole thing on interviews. Like I'm being interviewed today at one o'clock and I have to listen to a bunch of his episodes. I listened to some last night and I'm reading her book so I can interview her on Monday and her whole thing. This is a person who's been on, she worked for WNYC. She's worked for CNN. She's, she is an official big shot smarty pants and she's got some really great tips on how to think outside the box. And, uh, I think sometimes I wish more people would do that. I, I asked a guy, I, I might do an episode on this. I might interview sports guys because you think about it. A sports podcast is one or more people sharing their opinions, typically about things that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. It's about, well, I don't know. I think the Browns are going to do it this year. Baker Mayfield, you know, and then, you know, week two, Baker Mayfield gets his leg broke. And now you're like, oh, it's just opinion. And I'm like, and so I was interviewing this guy, really nice guy, does a show with his son. And he, and he was talking about how do I grow my audience? And I'm like, well, there's some things, you know, the typical stuff. But I said, how is your show different? And and I just, there's one of those where you ask a question, shut up. And um, he goes, boy, I, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. And it's, that's something that if I think about my show, like any show I do, like how am I different than anybody else? I think maybe we ought to, I don't know. You think that's a question we should be thinking about? Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 You know, I, and how are we connecting? That's the real deal. Ah, right. How do we connect? I, I, that's the, that's the real question. And, and, you know, if you want to, we, you know, back to the, I want to interview people for me, if that's your intention and you, you don't need to care about how many listeners you have and boring is irrelevant at that point because you don't care. Do it. That's it. Right? So it, yeah. sh- it should be interesting. Um, Ross says in the chat room, it's a blank slate to create what you want. 
The beauty of being an independent podcaster is you don't have to fit into someone else's format and guidelines like radio and and TV there. So yeah, she, but, she go ahead, Jim. Well, but the difference is in your expectation. So if you're going to break the rules and you're going to do some something completely different and you're you don't get any listeners, you you, you can't blame the universe. <laughs> like you can't come out and go, oh, podcasting sucks, man, because yeah. I didn't get any listeners. And like, you're like, okay, but you did it differently. <laughs> you, you, you can't, the blame is on you. If you're going to break the rules, you take the blame. So I think that's where it grinds people's gears is when it's like people come in and they do something completely different and then they blame the community. And you're like, mm, did you play to the community? Did yeah. you do anything to listen to the community? Did you so that's what I, that's what grinds my gears anyway. So when people blame things and it's like, well, you were really doing something different there. Yeah. And it's either going to work or it's not at all. Yeah. Pivot, um, move on. She makes a great point here. She says, um, you know, we, we're all in some cases trying to be like radio. And uh, she says, yes, 30 million listeners tuned into NPR programming in 2017 in the average week. Uh, but compare that to TV. Americans watch more than seven hours and 50 minutes of TV per household per day. That's almost eight hours of TV. That's wow. Netflix, 139 million people subscribe to Netflix worldwide um, and YouTube. People watch over 1 billion hours of YouTube videos per day. 1 billion hours. I was like, holy cow. So her point is maybe we should look at what people are consuming and try to be more like that. Uh, Bangs in the chat room says he watches this show because, well, the hosts are just so sexy. Of course I mean, we are. It goes without saying. Of course we are. You know, Game of Thrones went cross. They, you know, they start killing off all their, right? I mean, they, and it's part, it was part of the book, but that's certainly when, when Game of Thrones started doing it. I remember people saying, this is weird. They're killing off their major actors yeah. in this thing. And, and that was a completely different kind of way of thinking of things. Yeah. And so that could have been, that could have failed. Now, if it was, it had failed, we wouldn't be talking about it. We wouldn't even know it had happened because the failures don't, you know, we don't talk about those. Well, one of the, if you want to call it the golden age of TV, there was Dexter, there was Breaking Bad, and there was Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I think Sons of Anarchy was on Netflix, I think. But I know, I think Dexter was on TV and Breaking Bad was on, I think, AMC. So those are all cable shows or whatever. But they all, every week, you're like, wait, what? And you ended up rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> and that was just like, wait, what? I'm, yeah, I'm rooting for the serial killer because he kills bad people. Yeah. And I'm like, that's something, uh, you know, so. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to try and you get, you get these failures. And if it doesn't, doesn't work the way you thought it would, you just pivot and move on and, and try something different. The, the, listen, history is always written by the victors. And mm -hmm. so we don't always know why things failed the way they did. We, in today's, in today's uh, media environment, we, we get more access to that because there's just so much more media. And we also celebrate failures more than we ever have. But, um, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta give it a try and, 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 and if it doesn't work, pivot, move on to something different if it, if it's not working for you, but, but uh, otherwise keep trying, keep trying. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, look at the time already it goes fast, doesn't it? Yeah. Holy cow. It always goes fast. Jim in the post show, I want you to retell your cigar story, your, your, how somebody sent you cigars. Yeah. Cause that's actually yeah. going to be part of a Saturday show. Saturday okay. show. This is Saturday shows. The School Monday. of Podcasting, what I want to talk about is ways, not so much, it, I, I kind of have to be careful because I don't want it to be just a because of my podcast story, but we talk about this a lot on this show, and that is there are more ways to count your podcast than downloads. And so I love that one story you shared. I was actually trying to find it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have everybody tell it on Saturday yeah, and I can mark one. where it is and get it. So that's what's good coming one. up uh, Monday on the School of Podcasting. Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? It's our twice a year uh, barbecue and ah. grill episode. So don't, don't listen, don't go to that thing hungry. You, <laughs> It's just like shopping. You don't want to go hungry. So it's posted, ready to go right now, TheAverageGuy.tv. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, I had when I was in Pittsburgh, I had uh, kielbasa and they threw a little barbecue on it. And I've never put those two things together. 
And, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't quite peanut butter and chocolate, but it was like, Hey, I like kielbasa. I like, uh, you know, some barbecue. I've never put them together. So, uh, there you super, go. Super good. I could talk about that all day. Just, <laughs> I mean, I love podcasting, but if we started talking grilling here, it would be over. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thank you to the chat room. As always, we're here every Saturday, Eastern 1030 Eastern standard time. Ask the podcast slash live. And uh, stick around for some post-show.